Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is 8 to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Well, it's the Creative Pep Talk podcast with me, Andy J. Miller. If you don't know, I'm an illustrator, uh, and I make stuff. I make pictures for a living. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? It's the Creative Pep Talk, and I've been pepping myself up so that I can get you pepped up. I've been trying to get into my zone of... Um, excitement about creativity and, and what this podcast is about. And I, um, you know what? I'm just feeling super pumped today. And I feel like I have so many things to share with you. I have a ton, tons of things that, um, I want to say that I hope help you get psyched out of your mind about, um, the work that you do. But first, you know, I want to say that you can listen to the podcast online at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk uh illustration age is this awesome illustration website um and they're fighting for illustration and um so today i wanted to talk to you about um things you can do today things that you have the power to uh, invest and in, in, in do things today that can dramatically affect uh, your path and how far you're going and how, how well things are going. And um, But first, I just wanted to talk about, you know, why do I do this podcast? Why do I um, spend the time every week to pour myself into this podcast? You know, I do it because, honestly... I really do believe, uh, you know, I came up with this phrase, um, the master sword. And the other way I've been looking at it is um, the pencil and the stone. You know, this idea, like the sword and the stone, where only the rightful king of England could pull the sword from the stone. And I really, honestly, as cheesy as it sounds, I really do believe that there there is this pencil in the stone for you. I believe that, like, there is this thing that you have that yearning in you I believe you have that that yearning to do great work or to be a part of the creative industry or whatever that is that thing the reason that you're listening to this podcast if you're listening to this podcast I'm assuming that in you there's a yearning to find the work that you were made to do and I really do believe that the pencil and the stone exists I believe that if that yearning is there in you that you have the potential to fulfill whatever that yearning is. I believe you have the potential to go out there and find that work that you should be doing. And you know what? It might look different than what you think it does. You know, if you love illustration, maybe you're not going to be an illustrator, but maybe you're going to be involved in a different way. You know, I think it's important. You know, I feel like if you find the self-awareness to understand what your strengths are, to understand uh, what you really love about art, what part of it really gets you excited? If you if you have the self awareness to do that, and you can and you can let go of jealousy of wanting someone else's path, someone else's pencil in the stone. If you can get rid of that, if you can accept the the hump, your humble position, if you can own that thing. And I keep going back to this idea of Dennis Rodman. Like Dennis Rodman knew he could not be the Michael Jordan of basketball, and he didn't try to be. You know those. 
three champions that Rodman, Pippen, and Jordan won uh, for the Bulls, you know, they were all playing their roles. And I believe if you have the humility to own, to, the humility and the self-awareness to own what you're really good at, own what that yearning is in you and own whatever the pencil and the stone is for you, I believe that you can have that thing. You can find that uh, part, that piece in this creative industry that's going to fulfill you like nothing else. And you're going to be out there giving your gift, your specific purpose to the industry and nobody else can do it. And if you're not finding it and you're not doing it, there's going to be a hole in the creative industry that you can actually fill. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, AnnieJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. So that's why I do this because I think that um, you know I feel like if you have this this if you have this innate uh, yearning and this innate um, thing that you can do that no one else can do in the creative industry that it should be obvious what that thing is but I don't think that's actually the case I think for whatever reason we have to dig deep we have to fight the confusion, we have to fight the insecurities and the mixed messages. I do believe that if you're going to go on this journey, that there are going to be all kinds of forces trying to stop you. There's going to be other competitors trying to stop you. There's going to be your own uh, insecurities and in in, in lower parts of your consciousness trying to fight you from binding the thing that you're supposed to do. There might even be other forces out there that we don't know about that are trying to keep you from being you, trying to keep you from bringing out that stuff that's inside you. But I really believe that if you don't take that yearning and you don't bring it out and take it to the world, that it will basically destroy you. I, and and I really do believe this, and that's why I'm every week I come back and do this podcast. And you know what? Let me just say, I believe that this podcast is one of those things for me, one of those my yearnings, one of those things I'm supposed to be doing. And I will tell you, it is not easy to do. There, you know, every week I have reasons why I don't want to pick up the microphone and record this podcast because I have, you know. It's a vulnerable thing to do. It is hard. It has been really hard for me to say, let me record my thoughts for an hour and put them out into the world and into my industry where I make a living. That's nerve wracking to me, but I believe that I'm supposed to be doing it and I'm going to keep doing it. And so I just wanted to say thank you for the reviews on iTunes that you've been so excited about the podcast and shared that with the world. Thank you for the people that have been tweeting about it and, and Instagramming about it and emailing me encouragements because it is what it does. It I know it, maybe I don't need that validation outside of myself, but 
it keeps me doing this. When I get messages every day saying, please keep going, it helps me to keep going. And I just want to thank you for sharing it, for make, helping other people find it, for encouraging me, and, and for donating. Some of you have went to my uh, the podcast website on my site um, and donated money and donated uh, – you, you've bought the poster and you've been encouraging and you've done the surveys and – you guys, honestly, I know it sounds really cliche, but I don't, I don't think I could do it without all of that encouragement. And so um, I just really appreciate it. Thanks for supporting the podcast. All right. Let's move on. Um, but first, one thing, you know, I'm looking for a few sponsors. I'm actually talking uh, to uh, a few people about this, and I want to make sure that I sponsor something in the podcast that I really believe in. You know, I want to start small because um, we're still growing the listener base, and but I wouldn't mind sp- having someone sponsor the podcast – um, for things that I think will actually be relevant to the people that listen to this. And so if you have a product or you have something that you um, would like to uh, get on the podcast, send me an email about it and we can start talking about that. All right. Today, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about today. I wanted to talk about ways that you can have a dramatic breakthrough or that you can do things to, in in one day in today that you can take ownership and you can cr- and do things that are catalysts for remarkable change uh, in your careers. And I really do believe in all these things, and I hope that um, they help. Okay, you know I feel like we talk a lot about tomorrow. We talk about what our five years goals are. We talk about um, what our hopes and dreams are for the future. And we talk about the vision for the future. And we talk about investing in the future. And I feel like, you know, I'm the type of person that I want to hear what can I do today? What can I do today that will be my highest contribution that will have the biggest payoff for tomorrow? And so that's what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to say, how can you take ownership and get motivated today and make your biggest impact um, you know, with the small amount of time that comes in a day? Okay, number one. Number one is called learn the lesson. Okay, I believe that your career or the universe or – or, or whatever, there's forces in you and, and around you that are trying to teach you something, okay? And I feel like more often than not, we're more like a dog in learning these lessons than a, than a med student who's going to be a surgeon, okay? <laughs> Stick with me. So here's what I kind of think is that, you know, I feel like, right? I have these goals. I have these things that I've been trying to work on and achieve. And uh, I just realized this week that actually I've done this – regarding these goals, these part of the, the illustration industry that I want to get into, that there's been these reoccurring circumstance that keeps on happening to me. They keep happening to me, the same situation, and I'm not – noticing it. I'm like a dog whose owner is trying to teach him a trick. He's trying to teach him just sit down. If you sit down and shake my hand, I will give you the treat. I will give you the thing you're looking for. And I'm chasing my tail and I'm looking at him with that stupid face like, why can't I have the treat? But I'm standing up and I'm not doing any of the things he wants me to do. That, like, that's how I, I realize that's what I'm doing is that I'm asking for the treat, but I'm not learning the lesson. I'm not learning the thing that I need to be doing to get it. I actually had these opportunities, you know, I feel like when you really want something, opportunity is going to come your way, but the problem is that I think it's like Beauty and the Beast, okay? So you might want to do, like I want to do picture books, or you might want to do editorial work, or you might want to teach, or whatever it is, you might want to do a big logo campaign or whatever, you know, and I believe that, that opportunity comes disguised, Okay. It tests you out if you're ready for this thing. I really do believe that. You know, it's like the beauty and the beast. You know, the beast um, gets turned into a beast because this, uh, I don't know, magical being comes to his door disguised as a uh, an old beggar looking for, I don't know, 
shelter and he turns her away and casts her out only to find that she's actually this beautiful, magical being and she turns him into a beast because he couldn't look past the appearances. You know, I heard of a speaker that said he, he, st- he wanted to be a speaker and he started out teaching this really small community college class and he realized that he had to treat every class like it was the biggest speaking engagement of his life. And it was that stewardship that led to the next stages. I think when it comes to the opportunities that come your way, instead of acting like that dumb dog with that blank stare in your face like, oh, I didn't even realize you know, that I'm supposed to be working on these things. These opportunities are coming my way, and because they don't look exactly like I expect them to, I'm just you – know, I don't do anything. I don't, I don't pay attention. I don't learn the lesson. I think that like, a, like if you're a surgeon, right, if you're studying to be a surgeon, every lesson you learn is literally life or death, and you are – you better be attentive to the teacher, and I think that all the people around you and the, and the circumstances and the opportunities that come to you, they are teachers, and you better be paying attention. I literally have just spent two years redoing the same lesson and over and over on the goals that I want to do without realizing it, without realizing that I'm not stewarding this opportunity, and therefore, I will never move on to the next stage. For instance, uh, you know, I've... Really, just to be honest, what I want to do is I want to write and illustrate my own kids' books. And uh, I was reading through some books with uh, kids' book authors and illustrators, and they were talking about how they got good at it. And I was reading about Maurice Sendak, and he said that he learned to write by illustrating other people's books first. And for some reason, I think that I'm – destined to be better than Maurice Sendak, maybe the best picture bookmaker of all time. I think I just, I'm going to go straight to authoring and, and uh, illustrating my own books. And it's like, because of the, if you don't, if you have your mind set on this one circumstance, I've told you this before, you know, I've had this client in mind or this band that I wanted to work for. And when this other band that I really liked came along, I, I lost the opportunity. I didn't I missed making the most out of it because it didn't look exactly like I wanted it to. Maybe you want to work for the New York Times and then maybe a magazine that you don't even know or a newspaper comes to you that you don't even recognize um and and you blow them off. You don't give them your goods. You don't give them the best that you've got. But you're missing the opportunity to learn the skills you need to move on to that bigger and better thing. And so what I think you need to do today, what you can do today is look at the patterns what is the lesson that you're that's that is trying to be taught to you and quit acting like that stupid dog with the blank stare who never gets the treat and stop and think what am, what am, what is the universe trying to teach me what is, before i move on to the next stage what do i need to be responsible with now what opportunities are in my on my plate now that i need to steward well so that when i so that i can go to that next stage So today what I think you should do is stop and ask yourself, what is the reoccurring pattern that keeps happening that I am not paying attention to, that I'm not allowing to transform me into the type of person that I need to be to move on to the big thing, to move on to that opportunity that I want? And so that's that's number one. Number two, all right, embrace your ritual. Embrace your ritual. I'm going to use this number two as my confession, my confessional. Just to get weird on you a little bit, I want to talk about what I've learned. What have, what have I learned that have, has made me more successful, more productive in the day? What have I learned to do every day in the days that I do these things? I, am my, I make contributions that actually affect change in my career and th- this is what they are. I've learned that if I get swamped in emails, all right, just you know, <laughs> take, take this with whatever it is. When I get swamped in emails, the best way to do is for me to run a big bubble bath and just charge through them all. And so, yeah, if you've emailed me before, I might have sent you an email while I was in the bath, and you're just going to have to deal with that. <laughs> Another thing that I've learned is if I'm under a tight deadline – I've got to put on music that I know by heart 
and sing at the top of my lungs while I'm working. And that gets me into the zone. And I make the fastest work when I do that. One of those is Boys to Men. I know Boys to Men from being a kid. I knew I listened to those albums like crazy, and I can sing some '90s R&B while I'm doing your illustration job that you sent me. While I'm working for <laughs> Nickelodeon, I'm I'm listening to Michael, Nathan, and Sean and Wanye croon those sweet '90s tunes, and uh, that that's the stuff that gets me to work my fastest. I don't know. I get in the zone when I do it and I embrace it and I trust it. You know, I have my in-laws over this week and they actually, I have my door closed. I was doing my work. I was uh, under a tight deadline on Tuesday and I was belting some tunes unashamed. And yeah, they knew they heard the, they heard the sweet sound of my uh, terrible voice belting these songs. But you know what? I had to do it because it gets me in the zone. It makes me do my best work. You know, I've found that if I'm doing long, boring work, I listen to podcasts, and that helps me get through it. I've found that when I'm doing my conceptual work, my sketchbook work, I need to listen to instrumental music. And actually, if I'm going to come up with something from, uh, from scratch, I actually have to listen to music that moves me. Like if I have to come up with some kind of uh, – like when I do a band poster, you know, and there's – I have a really open-ended um, – Brief. One of the things that helps me is listening to the music that really moves me and gets me into that emotional state where I have something to express. And I've learned those are the rituals I need. I know that in the morning, if I get slow and I get away from my phone and I either take a walk or I sit alone with a coffee and I do my spiritual time, my time where I'm clearing my thoughts and meditating and prayers and doing that, if I do that, I, my day is massively affected. My day is so much better, and I get into that zone. I found that if I listen to uh, upbeat, more positive things in the morning, that I usually get into a zone where I'm confident about the stuff I'm making. I'm excited about the stuff I'm making. But I've learned to take note of all the things that put me in the places that I need to be to do the type of work that's on my plate. And so depending on what's on your plate today, I think it's relevant to think about what do I do that gets me into this zone? You know, I think if you look back through the ages, the best of the best creators always had these rituals, and I don't think it's because they wanted to be quirky. I think it was because they were serious about the work, and they figured out the formulas that helped them mentally and emotionally prepare for doing it. You know, uh, I read on the Brain Pickings blog about um, this book called Daily Ritual, How Artists Work, and um, they talked about Mark Twain. And they said he'd wake up early, he'd eat a hearty breakfast, he'd go to, go to his study and work until 5 o'clock, he'd skip lunch, no lunch, he'd come back out and he would read to his family all the things that he wrote and kind of perform them and that he'd also smoke cigars like crazy. Now, I don't suggest that you start smoking. It's a terrible habit. But I do have my little vices. For instance, uh, I have a lot of Altoids while I work. Or I, uh, if I'm really lucky, like my in-laws just brought me my favorite fisherman's friends, and they're actually throat lozenges. And I go through them like crazy, and I don't think you're supposed to do that, but it's better than smoking cigars, so I'm going to take it. You know, I like to have, um, you know, mints or something. Uh, I like to have coffees. Uh, I like to have something to drink the whole time I work, meaning like water or something, not like booze, but I like to have uh, – I, I like these little things, and they get me in the zone, and I think it's really important to embrace those things, remember those things, and allow yourself to go into those zones and, and just own them. You know, I, one of the, When I did my talk last year uh, at Icon, my, it was a five-minute talk. It wasn't some giant thing, but when I did that talk, I, I wanted to say, look – I listened to Boys to Men. It was one of the ones I wanted to talk about because I just wanted to embrace it. I didn't want to be ashamed that I listened to maybe something that isn't very cool. Um, but I feel like it's important for you to understand what it is that gets you in the zone that make to make the work that you need to make for today. All right. Let's move swiftly on to number three. So number two is embrace your rituals. Number three is stop Stock and roll, a nice cheesy title for you to remember this. I feel like so many days, the 
the days where it's today and I don't actually make the most of it are the days when I'm actually busiest. It's the days when I'm on when I'm on the treadmill, I'm on you know, I'm the hamster spinning and I'm busy, 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 busy doing nothing. And I'm so frantic that I'm instead of swimming, I'm flailing in the water. And I feel like we get so product, production obsessed. You know, it's studies show that people massively overestimate how much they can get done in any given amount of time. And I think that when you have that productivity mindset, you actually get way less done. And I think one of the best things you can do some point in your day is to stop and take stock of how you're feeling, what you're thinking, and let all of those uh, tasks kind of just – uh, settle and, 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 and notice maybe what's the most important thing that I need to do today or what's, what's something that's keeping me distracted? How do I wrap that thing up? You know, I feel like we sometimes treat ourselves like we're machines, like we don't need to stop and rest and take and, – and, and just take a moment – to see what is going on. You know, it's so hard for me sometimes to motivate myself to go take a walk without my phone, without music, without calling anyone, just to go take a walk. But I know every time I take a walk, I come back not just feeling refreshed, but having some clarity about what's going in on inside of myself. And when I get to that zone, I am so much more productive. It's like if you worked for, you know, Say you work 10 hours in a day. If you take one hour off to take stock, those nine hours are actually going to be more productive than the full 10. And I really believe that. You know, I think even the machines, you know, even the machines need to take a minute and be retooled. You know, look at your car. Every thousand, you know, however many thousand miles you have to do an oil change. And I think sometimes we forget that we're human. We're animals. We don't, we can't run like machines. First of all, we need more than oil change every few 4,000 miles or whatever. We need oil changes regularly every day. We need to stop and stay and take stock of what's going on. Sometimes I feel like it's you know, we try to get in this mindset of uh, just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I think it's kind of like uh, what happens you see with those people that don't take t- time to stop and ask themselves what's really going on and get clear about what's going on in them today and then outside of them today. If they don't stop and do that, they're like the horse, you know. I've heard um, that if you ride a horse and you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing him. He will just literally ride until he keels over and dies. And I feel like don't wait until you've, you're totally burnt out and you don't want to see another pencil or paintbrush again. Stop and understand what's going on in you today. What's, what's that nagging thing in your mind? What's the uh, questions you have for the day? What's the stop and instead of doing – all the tasks in order, ask yourself, what's the contribution I need to make today to get myself in the right place, to be the most productive? Sometimes you got to rest to actually be more productive. Okay. That is stop, stock, and roll. Number four, cross it all off. We've talked about this before, about cleaning your plate you know, I think a to-do list, even if it's a mental to-do list, I imagine it to be like a song, okay? And everything on the to-do list is another instrument. It's another part. And it's like if you've ever made music, it's kind of – I mean it's similar to making an illustration. If you've ever made music and you're layering up in your program, whatever it is, you're putting layer upon layer upon layer. As you're moving along, the longer you go in the song, the more layers there are. There comes a time when you can't hear all the parts. You can't you can't focus on the you know the guitar part that actually is the basis of the song, the thing that you need to hear the most. You can't. It gets it becomes noise when there's too many things going on at the right time. Uh, at the same time, it, it becomes noise, and I think your brain is kind of like that. And so every task that's sitting in your subconscious, whether they're at the forefront or not, is like another buzzing. It's like another instrument playing its song, and those little tiny tasks 
actually they contribute. If you put enough of them together, they become this fuzz and this noise and this distraction. And I think that you know, it's like uh, sometimes you're making a, 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 an image and you add layer of, after layer after layer and you're, you're, putting on, um, you're putting on these textures and, and colors and filters and, the, and you keep going and going and going until you're staring at it so much and there's so much going on that you, the, the, the picture gets lost. The meaning gets lost. The most important part is gone. And I feel like when you let task after task after task build up on your to-do list, mental or on paper, when you let it build up, eventually those little things that have no deadlines that, that could be on your task list forever, they just become this annoying, distracting buzz. And I feel like one thing that you can do today to make a dramatic change for tomorrow is to take that list, write it all down, write everything down. What are the, all of the open-ended stuff? And if there's stuff that you don't want to do that you don't have to do, then Go apologize to that person and say, look, I know that we talked about doing this. It just doesn't make sense for me to do it anymore, and, it, and, I, and I've got to cross this off. I'm sorry. I feel like you've got – go take that list and look through everything and those things, especially the things that don't have deadlines, and say, I'm going to cross as many of these off as I can because that buzz, that, that buzzing in the background of your subconscious, that little ache and that that thing that says you've got tons and tons of stuff to do and you don't even know what they are, that thing is actually keeping you from the most important parts. It's keeping you from your highest contribution for the day. It's that stuff that's drowning out the music, the, the meaningful work, the great work that you're supposed to be doing. And it's making it a sea of noise, of static. And so one of the things I think you can do today is cross off that, that nagging list of to-dos. All right, number five, give what you want. So I feel like that when you have this urge, you know, sometimes um, I find myself down about something and I'm not sure what it is or I kind of get into a funk or something or I you know, maybe someone made some offhanded comment about my work or what I do or whatever, and it was kind of like a backhanded uh, compliment, and it kind of upset me or whatever. Um, and I'm just looking for someone to like pull me up, you know. And it's just not coming, you know. I'm not getting any feedback. I'm not nothing positive's going on. And sometimes I feel like that instead of seeing that need or that want that you that you internally are looking for, instead of going out there and trying to drum up some, you know, fishing for compliments or whatever, instead of doing that, I've found that it's better to treat the industry and to treat other people like um, like with that, that need or that want, instead of seeing it as like, I need something, seeing it as a reminder to give something instead of seeing that, um, oh, I wish somebody would, uh, you know, I don't know, share my work or get excited about what I'm doing. If I start feeling like that, what I try to do with it is I try to go out there and do for someone else what I want done for me. And I feel like when I do that, the universe kind of works like a vacuum, right? Where you, if you put something in it. And it, it, it just stay it, – it's now in there in the world. And I feel like if you throw it out there, it's almost more likely to come back to you. I feel like if you – instead of getting down about, oh, I really wish that blah, blah, blah would happen for me, go out there and make it happen for somebody else. You know, uh, there's a motivational speaker out there um, called Zig Ziglar, and he says that uh, – he says that you can have everything in your life that you want – if you help other people get what they want. And I do really believe this. And I think, you know, the times when some established illustrator reached down and gave me a leg up meant so much to me. And yet I find myself not doing that for other people very often. And when I, and, and often when I'm getting that nagging feeling like, ah, oh, nothing's going right for me or nothing's exciting about today or whatever, I find when I go out there and I make something exciting for somebody else or something I think is going to be exciting for them, if I go, you know, write a review on iTunes for somebody else or I go uh, tweet about someone's work who I think is excellent or I send an email to someone who I think is doing a great job, I find that that feeling, that need, that nagging want actually disappears. Um, and it's almost like giving it away, 
I already got back what I needed. So I feel like one of the things that you can do today is give what you want. All right. Number six, reconnect with why. This is massive. You know, have you ever gotten to an argument with somebody, right? Someone close to you and you start arguing with them. And at some point you really, really cannot remember why you were arguing in the first place. You just know that you're aggravated and you're mad and you don't want to settle things. Happens to everybody. And I feel like that's kind of like what happens with work. You know, you went to art college or you went to, um, to, you, you know, did some classes. You started learning how to make art. You had this feeling like I need to make art. I want to make art. I love art. You got excited about something else that you saw in the world and it made you so excited that you wanted to do what you saw. But I feel like once you start pursuing it, especially after a few years, you start forgetting why you're doing this thing at all. This week, one of the things I was trying to figure out, um, kind of the direction that I want my career to go. And I actually wrote a little bit about this on my blog. I called it a euphoric catalog. And one of the things I did was I looked back to the times when I encountered something in the art world and the industry that I'm a part of that made me euphoric, that gave me that like a crazy excitement about work and about making stuff. And when I went back through that, one of the things was last year, I went to LCAF. It's a uh, independent comics festival in London. And uh, when I walked into the to the uh, where all the art stalls are, there was Nobrow, who is a uh, independent publisher. Their table was there, and it was full of these amazing uh, books, kids books and comic books, and their amazing uh, art, and and they're amazingly printed, and they smell delicious. And I was like, I was so excited. I was I was high on excitement of how amazing this stuff looked. And I could have bought every book on the table. And that feeling reminded me why I want to do this. And it gave me that fuel for the fire. And I made – I had so much better of a day that day uh, when I remembered what this love was. It's almost like a romantic relationship, you know, that excitement at the beginning. If you're not careful about stewarding that and reminding yourself, you know, you're going to regret it. You know, I think at the end of your career, just like at the end of life, I think when something dramatic happens or when something um, – when you lose something, you you remember how much you loved it. And I feel like it's kind of like that with uh, your work. It's similar to romance. If you remember those early days, why did you fall in love with this thing in the first place? I feel like keeping that thing uh, in the back of your mind, keeping that thing as a reminder is actually going to make you do better work today. It's going to make you get excited about it all over again. And I think that excitement is key to making your best work. I think that um, beyond why you started to do the work or what gets you excited about the work, You know, Simon Sinek talks about start with why. Don't just think about what you do. Don't just think about how you do it. So in illustration, we talk about um, we talk about what our work is, like what the content of the illustration or the design is. Um, But we and we talk about how we do it, like the style that we approach it. Um, But I think we don't often talk about why are we doing this in the first place. What is the point? of doing this work. You know, I think it can be, it doesn't have to be because we're saving the world. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. You know, um, L Luna, she, she's a speaker and writer and designer. And one of the things that she talks about is this idea that just the pursuit of being yourself and choosing to give whatever that gift or whatever that talent or skill or whatever that pencil in the stone thing is, that thing that only you can do, if you just focus on being the best you, being true to who you are, that that's what makes the world the best place it can be. And that even if it's that simple of an idea, like it's, you know, what I'm doing might not be the most important thing in the world, but it's the thing that I'm here to do. And if I contribute it, if I allow myself to figure out the ways to contribute it to the best of my ability, you know, my, uh, my purpose might be, what if I'm just, 
I'm supposed to be the best at drawing shapes, drawing circles with eyes and a mouth and legs. Like, how can that change the world? I don't know, to be honest, but I really do believe that I'm supposed to be true to who I am. And by doing that, that the world will be better and the world will be as it's supposed to be. One more piece in the right place. And you know, when I trust it, I feel like it's an act of faith. Like I, if I trust that that yearning in me, that there's a, there's a counterpart in the world to that yearning in me. And if I just stay true to it, even if I can't understand it, if I just believe in that why, that I end up and I get to look back and see, ah, I can see the connections of the dots and I can see the purpose behind why I was supposed to take this path and just trust it. So I think it's important. That might not be, you might not agree with that. You might not have that same why, but I think it's important to understand why am I doing this beyond a, pay, a paycheck, beyond um, to be cool or get some validation. Why do I want to do this? I think it's so important. If you get into that zone in the morning, the impact that you're going to have in the day is going to be way more dramatic. All right. That's number six. Number seven. Last one. It's a simple one. Call someone who is invested in the best you. Someone who cares that you do your, that you do that thing that you're meant to do. Call someone and talk to them about a question you're struggling with in your career, uh, something that you can't get through, something that you don't know what to do with. You know, I did this recently um, a few times where I call a friend. I called my dad. He's kind of like a mentor to me, even though he's a, a, a business guy. And I talked to him about, here's some of the things that I can, I've looked at them from every angle and I cannot figure them out. You know, it might be for you. I can't figure out what my strengths are. I can't figure out what to focus on. I can't figure out what my goals are. I can't figure out who I really am. I can't figure out um, if I'm going the right way. You know, I think that it's those questions. And if you get to someone who knows you well, and sometimes it helps if they're not part of the industry, someone that knows you well, that understands what your value is to a certain degree and can give you, because they care about you, they can invest in you. And I believe that if you reach out to someone who has that place in your life that has the perception to, to help clear some things up, I, you know, most of this list, it's not stuff that you can go out and just, um, I don't know. You know, I don't believe in like that there's these tasks that you can do that are going to change everything. I believe that it really starts in your clarity, your motivation, and your confidence in the work that you're doing and the path that you're taking. It's like if you get really clear about which path to take, believe me, there's a billion resources out there on how to write a kid's book. There's a billion resources on how to make a good illustration or, or how to do a good uh, composition or whatever or how to use Photoshop. There's a billion resources out there. That, this isn't one of them, okay? This one is about how do you get the clarity and the confidence to find the right path and stay and then take that path. And I feel like today, if you stop and you take stock and you listen to the podcast and you get in tune with what's going inside of you and you get in tune with what's going outside of you, how people are responding to what you do, if you get self-aware in this moment and you get into the right place for today, you have the power to make the biggest uh, contribution that you can today and it can be a catalyst. This day can be a catalyst for amazing things in the future in your career. And I really believe that. Okay. So let's just do a real quick summary of the stuff we talked about. Number one was learn the lesson. It's probably that thing that you're fighting for. There's probably a key to that door right in your face, but you didn't recognize it like the beast in Beauty and the Beast. You didn't recognize that that answer is right in your face. You just keep neglecting it because it doesn't look like you expected it to look. That's like a common theme, I feel like, in everybody's life. Number three, or number two, sorry, is embrace rituals. What are the things in your life that make you, that put you in the right zone to make your best contributions? What are the days? I'm always, I'm always on the lookout for 
when I had a fantastic day where I've made stuff and I did things that really made a difference in my career and my life, I try to take note. I did this. And they don't always work. Sometimes the ritual doesn't work, but I feel like there's actually wisdom in recognizing the patterns of life. And it's that that helps you make your best contribution every day. And it, may, it can make this day count um, opposed to the days that don't. Number three, stop, stock, and roll. I'm really embarrassed of that stupid title, but it just came to me and I'm, I'm going with it. I think that one of the best things that you can do is take a pause, find a pause in your day to get quiet with your thoughts and feelings, to address that humming and that buzz inside of you, the part of you that's alive, the part of you that's, that can be present in today and give it all you got. You need to get in tune with that thing. And then also that annoying, distracting buzzing, that thing that's causing you to question whether you're going the right way, to question whether you're doing, you chose the right path, whether you should have been a doctor or, or a lawyer instead of a designer. Take time to, to address those things away from technology. Turn off the Twitter feed. Turn off, you know, if you have to turn off this podcast right now and go on a walk, do it. Okay. Number four, cross it all off. Everything on your to-do list, just see it as another instrument to the song of the day, of your day. And you're, you're not going to be able to hear that, that sweet guitar riff that needs to be on the top of everything. That work that you're supposed to be doing that matters is going to be drowned in the sound of all of those to-dos that are left open-ended. All those things that are buzzing in the back of your mind that are saying, that you know, address me, address me, address me. I think it's important to at some point... Take charge of that to-do list, whether it's just in your head or on paper, and cross off all the stuff, everything that you can cross off. Get rid of all of those nagging, annoying things because they're keeping you from doing the best work. Number four, give what you want. Or actually, number five, give what you want. Give what you want. If there's something in your life today that you want, that you have the power to do for somebody else, do that. I can almost guarantee that that aching, gnawing thing that says, I want somebody to do this for me. If you do it for somebody else, if you have the power to reach back and give somebody else uh, and hand something down to somebody else that needs something, I can almost in, I can almost guarantee that A, that gnawing feeling will go away, and B, that it'll probably come back to you. And so if, if you wish that someone would go out of their way to put you forward for a job, an illustration, or whatever, try to do that for somebody else. Try to put someone else forward. That's always, always been something that's come back to me and been an awesome uh, uh, thing in my life. Number six, reconnect with why you're doing this. It doesn't have to mean design saves the world or illustration saves the world or art changes everything. It doesn't have to be that grandiose, but it, you do need, I think, a sense of why am I doing this? What is it that why – why did I choose to do art? And what can, uh, what can my contribution do for other people and what can it do for myself? How can, it, how can expressing myself um, uh, change my own life? Seven, call someone. Just pick up the phone and, and, and start verbalizing these things that are on your mind, these things that are um, getting in the way. I feel like so much about this list is just about how do you get into the zone to cont contribute your best work. All right. That's pretty much it for today. I really appreciate you guys listening to this. I appreciate you guys sharing it and getting excited about it. You know, those messages that I get in my inbox that say that this thing is making a difference. It means so much to me. I do it because I want to motivate you. I want you to help, help you get clarity on the career that you want to do. Get, you know, I, one of the things I did in class recently, we're working on my students' websites and I just um, – what I tried to do was look through their website, acknowledge some kind of strength, look through their portfolio, you know, their back catalog of all their work and try to recognize what's the thing that's running through this? What's the theme that's running through this of the good stuff and what's the stuff that's distracting that? And I feel like this is what the podcast is about is that I think so many times I look at artists um, that whose career is not working or it's not working out for them. 
And and I feel like it's not that their skills are holding them back. You know, Sam Weber, uh, the illustrator and the guy who does the Your Dreams My Nightmare podcast, says all the time that most of the time it's our weaknesses that have the biggest impact on our career in a good way. And I feel like so often I look at uh, the people who who are struggling to make uh, a career in the arts and it's that they're not owning – who they are. They're not owning what their strengths are. They're not owning what their weaknesses are. They're not – and it's because they don't have the clarity. They don't have the clarity to see what they should be spending time on, what direction they should be taking, um, what things they need to let go of. That's so massive. There are things in this career that you want that are not right for you. And they're and they're they come from an impure place. They come from jealousy or or just wanting something that isn't for you. You know, you've got to do the Dennis Rodman thing and say, "Look, I can't do the point guard Michael Jordan of basketball thing. I got to just get the rebounds. I'm going to get the rebounds, and I'm going to be satisfied when we hit the championship because I played my part." Maybe you don't have the drawing chops to be an illustrator, but maybe you can be an art director. You get to. Fight for the cause of illustration. You get to be um, a massive part of the industry. That's okay. I think it's really important to reach out to people and, and get that, gain that self-awareness and that confidence and that motivation to get excited about the work that you're supposed to do to find the pencil that's waiting in the stone for you. That's what this is about. I hope it helps. You know, um, I hope you enjoy my goofy ramblings and my, you know, bleeding on tape for you of just being myself and being ridiculous. Um, you know, it's not easy for me, but, um, I'm glad I'm doing it. I'm glad I, uh, keep doing it. And I'm glad that you guys are, um, you know, that we're creating a community around this creative pep talk thing. Thank you for coming back. And remember, you can find this on my website, andy-j-miller.com slash podcast or at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk or on iTunes and on iTunes you guys have been flooding that thing with some awesome awesome feedback um, with the reviews and what I'm told is is that it's those reviews that help it get noticed on iTunes and get noticed um, in the world and so I couldn't appreciate that more you guys have given some really thoughtful uh, encouraging feedback on there and if you love the podcast I'd appreciate it if you did that That's I, and I do appreciate when you do that thank you so much Until next week, stay pepped up.